Hi, this is Brennan Davis from Bedrock Games and the Bedrock Blog, and I'm here with Lady Chow Fung, and we're going to discuss the movie Shaolin Kung Fu Mystagogue, a 1976 Taiwanese film. This is an action-packed adventure to save the Ming heir and get him to safety in the south as the Qing forces hunt the heroes down. The heroes are a brother and sister duo who must rescue the heir when he is captured. They face flaming traps and skilled assassins along the way. The plot is complicated by the 18th Technique Manual, a powerful Shaolin technique coveted by heroes and villains alike. So, um, I don't know, uh, Lady Chao Feng, I guess what were your initial thoughts on this movie? I like the movie. I think it's a good movie. It's not the best movie, but I think it's a good movie. Um, I especially like the storyline and all the, the twists and turns it took. Um, there are spies in both camps, in the Ming camp and in the um, Jing camp, so I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I think there's there's a lot going on in it. I guess I should have mentioned, too, that uh, the version we saw is on Amazon, and it's only an hour, what was it, an hour and 13 minutes? Is that all, how long it was? Yes. And, uh, and and both of us are pretty certain that that's not the fully unedited version, that, that the regular version is something closer probably to an hour and 30 minutes. Um, but we weren't able to confirm that before the review. But we suspect that we're operating uh, with some missing footage and that that might have led to some confusion about certain plot elements. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I thought this movie, at least in the form that was presented on this version, it, it had a lot of stuff in it. And I, I really liked it. I was, I was, I was actually kind of not expecting to like it. Uh, I just, you know, just something about it didn't grab me when I read the description. But then when I started watching it, I think all of the different weapons that were suddenly on display and, and the frequency that, you know, where, you know, of combat and things like that just kind of pulled me in really quickly. And Shu Fung is in it, and I think she's great. And Carter Wong is in it. And it's uh, and Philip Kofi. Yeah, and, and Philip, yeah, and he he plays a um, he plays a nice, really tricky character in the movie, um, and so I, I I I thought it was a really fun film, and it had all kinds of traps too. There's like there's there's okay. a oh go ahead I'm sorry. The Shaolin Temple was booby trapped to the hilt. I mean, it reminded me of the movie House of Traps. There were so many traps that, going on. I was thinking the same thing. I was like this. This is like more trappy than House of Traps. Like, this is what I was expecting when I saw House of Traps, and I almost didn't get. And 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 I like House of Traps, but but this movie, it, it it's got like like Indiana Jones level traps in it. Definitely. And and, uh, and and I think also the prison too. The prison had traps, I believe, as well. Unless I'm confusing the different plot yes, elements. Yes, the prison did have traps in it too. So there's a whole there's a whole scene in the film where the uh, brother and sister have to go rescue the king from a prison. And on their way in, there's this spiked wall, like octagon thing, where the walls come in and try to crush them with blades on them. And, and the comes down. Yeah, the ceiling drops on them. And then a bunch of flamethrower-type things start firing. And and the and, uh, Zhu Feng, uh, I think her character's name was... Uh, Feng uh, Ping. Feng Ping, yep. Uh, Feng Ping. She uh she sort of cleverly disrupts the chain mechanism to to disarm the trap. So uh, stuff like that I really like. Uh, so I I was really enjoying myself. My only complaint was 
really not the fault of the movie, but but time. The film was very worn looking, and so it's not it's not like it doesn't look crisp or restored or anything. Um, but that there's was really the problem with the movie. Also, was the look of the movie, which obviously it wasn't restored, and the length of the movie because you feel like you're kind of missing some things along yeah. the way. You get a little confused with all the shenanigans with the spies in each camp and trying to figure out who goes to which camp for real and then um, how they're kind of connected with each other. You get little blurbs here and there, but you don't really pick up much detail. And I think, in my opinion, the extra probably 15, 20 minutes is the missing link to the whole story. Yeah, I'd, I'd really like to find out because I, I feel like I had a lot of questions while I was watching it, and um, and 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 there definitely seemed to be moments where I wasn't sure: are they? Is this just a really bad jump cut to the next scene, or did they take out a portion to to bring it down to this hour and thirteen minutes? Um, and I don't know because I don't have the the longer version. And um, I agree with you on that point. I'm sorry. I agree with you on that point. Some of the um, scenes seem to be when they were the editing seems to be off where there should have been. It ends abruptly and you don't know if it's just that that's the way the movie went originally and just automatically went to the next scene or if there was something that was cut out. Yeah. But, uh, but overall, I mean, and, and so I do think as a result of that, it's a kind of movie where you do have to use a little bit of your imagination while you're watching it to kind of break through, uh, some of the muddiness of the film and, and the fact that again, the, the, there were some confusing bits in there, but I honestly didn't mind because I was really more interested in watching the fight scenes and the costumes and just, you know, sort of the, the treachery that was going on between the characters and some of the standout moments where, uh, you know, I remember there was one moment in the movie where there was a guy in prison with the King and, and the Ching, uh, prison guards try to, uh, get him to talk and he he basically says oh yeah i'll tell you know like i'll let me out so i can go back to my wife and kids and i'll tell you everything i know and then he he just kind of reprimands them and they stab him and i thought that was kind of a nice scene and and so yeah i don't know i i uh i i I, I like the movie a lot but i it wasn't necessarily because of the plot it was it was just it was like a nice mix of all these elements that i really enjoy um, I totally agree with you. Um, I think my favorite part of the movie was um, the unusual weapons that were employed by the characters. Um, I think my favorite would have been the um, bloody birds that the main villain uses. Um, I liked how they were thrown weapons and they returned to the owner like boomerangs. Um, they spun in the air as they were flying and they could cut down trees which i thought was pretty cool but my only problem with that if they were cutting down trees then when they were slicing into flesh why wasn't there more damage yeah and i think there was only one guy there was like one guy he killed with them where they went like right through his body and that was the one where it was like it really demonstrated that but uh, but I guess even then it was like a very precise looking wound. It didn't look like a big, you know. You'd expect maybe a little bit more. Uh, but uh, but yeah, th- those th- those those bloody birds were were quite versatile. <laughs> he would, 
He also could use them as bombs, as I recall. Yes, uh, he did. When he threw them, they would explode a little bit sometimes. What, what I liked about them is that they seem to be one of those kinds of weapons that require a lot of expertise. Like, I imagine if the other characters got their hands on them, they might not be able to wield them properly. And, right. And so there's like, I, I felt like there was probably some mastery required. And, uh, and I like that they, they kind of got into the background of the weapons. They, they even gave, they even said like who invented them. It was like some Tibetan Lama. Um, I think his name was Panda Sousa or something like that. And there was uh, only one pair in existence. Yeah, it was really, he had a really cool background story. And so, uh, you know, the, and, and, and a lot of the other weapons, uh, Xu Feng had this short spear that she, it's like she pushed a button and the, the tip of the spear would fire, but it would still be on a chain. And and so she would, you know, when it retracted, she could still use the chain bit as a weapon as well. And uh, there was a guy that had the long metal nails. Um, I saw yeah, nails. That was pretty cool. And there, I think there was like some chained meteor hammers, and there were all kinds of weapons in this. I, I I lost count at one point, but there were tons of different weapons and a really good mix of just open hand martial arts. Um, it just had a really great blend of of. of like you know, like the the you know the weapon play and the and the you know open-handed martial arts, um, and the and the the fights were exciting. I really liked the fight sequences. Um, I enjoyed the fight scenes too. And 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 again, the you know the sort of the, the intrigue aspect of it was was engaging. But um, I, I guess you know again, my my only my only complaint was. The visuals were, and again, this is mainly because it's an old film and it's not restored, were muddy. Uh, I think I also, I probably could have used slightly better or more music. There was one moment in the movie where you had this really, really, do you remember the scene when they were in the Shaolin Temple and the the monks are attacking them with these weird candles that have like razor blades on the, like, I don't know what it's called, but that spot that the candle goes on to. There were like these little blades on them, and they start playing this this music that sounds almost like I, I don't I don't I don't know like the animals or the Beatles. It was kind of a weird sort of sound. But and they, I don't remember any music at all. Oh, you film. I don't remember it at all. That, well, there was hardly any, I think. But in that one moment, they played this. They started playing this really kind of funky, cool music, but then it disappeared almost instantly. And I was like, I want more of that. I wanted, I, I was like, ooh, because it was just piquing my interest and then it just vanished and they never revisited it. <laughs> so it was just like this isolated moment in the movie. But, and again, maybe in the extended version, maybe there's more of that. I don't know. Uh, but I really could have used more music to help pull me in. And, uh, but really those are my only, my only real complaints and a little less confusion. But I think both of us suspect that that was largely due to the, the, the shorter runtime that we had. Um, but also, I noticed, I don't know if, if uh, that Shaolin Temple, that looked like the same one from Magnificent Bodyguards. Do you think that was the same the same Shaolin Temple, or am I mistaken? I, th I thought it looked familiar, but I didn't know exactly where I had seen it. I, I, it, I, and I normally don't pick up on this stuff and it might only be because we just did the Magnificent Bodyguards, but I think it was the same exterior. I could be wrong, but it looked pretty similar to me. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, uh, um, I was, I was pleasantly surprised by it. I definitely, 
was pleasantly surprised by the movie. Um, I don't know. What were some? What, were there any other aspects of it that you uh, you liked or didn't like? Well, um, the Qing general he um, practiced the invincible armor type of kung fu, mm-hmm. but his weak spot I thought was stupid. Oh, the, I'm I'm going to say the weak spot. Uh, so spoilers if people don't want to know about it. But the bottom of his foot basically was his weak spot. I, right. Yeah, I, I, well, where would you have preferred that the weak spot be, I guess? Because I guess that's the natural question here. I don't know. I guess I'm used to it either being in the groin area or the eyes or the ear, something that would be harder to figure out, I guess. Yeah. But the foot and, I mean, the whole scene where they're fighting on the sand and, um, Carter Wong's character obviously is practiced on the stand before because that was at the beginning of the movie, but the, he couldn't get his footing. The general couldn't get his footing on the sand. And I was like, Oh man, it's the foot. That's stupid. Okay. I kind of it out. Yeah. Yeah. That they, well, and, and, and they really like hammered that point home too, because like you could see he's like struggling like crazy and you're like, wait, why is this master getting tripped up by sand? Because it's right. it's just sand from a sandbag. It's not like it wasn't anything particularly special. Um, so yeah, I, I, it was a little obvious. I did like the way it looked though when she speared him through the foot with the uh, yeah, with that the sword. did look pretty cool. But I think that was just stupid weak spot. And uh, <laughs> yeah, the groin does seem a favorite place for that. Um, I've seen so many movies where they get where it's the groin. Um, but if you know the history behind how they become invincible in most cases, it's through the um, the being boiled in a special herbal mixture, and that the only place that it doesn't reach is the groin. But in the case in for assassins with um, Chi Kuan Chun's character, his was in his waist area, and it was so small it was only around the belly button. So the habit to be in the foot was kind of stupid to me because of all these other great movies, they were in interesting spots. Well, there, and there was another one. Um, I think uh, Marco Polo had uh, the, 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 the old Marco Polo, not the TV series, had, uh, I think they called it like the bell, the bell armor technique. I forget, they had some other name for That's it. That's the one I was talking about. Oh, was that, oh what, was it, what did you call the movie? Four Assassins. It's also known as Marco. Oh, okay. I didn't realize it also went by that name. Yeah. So yeah, because like, that sounds a lot like Marco Polo. But yeah. uh, okay. Yeah, that's uh, it's funny how they go by. Yeah, this one I guess we should say uh, also goes by the name Killer Fist, um, and apparently like the word for word translation is something like Skill Devil's Secret Religion Blood Back Wind, um, but uh, but yeah, I. I I don't know. I guess I, I I didn't think it was terribly stupid that it was on his foot, but it was very obvious in that scene, and it it was kind of silly the way that they revealed it. I felt like it it, it would have been like I would have preferred if they did it in a way where something a little less obvious, like he he didn't want to take off his shoes when it might have been expected to do to to where, where, you know to to you know I don't know going into somebody's house or something, but. Uh, but it just kind of looked too silly. I, I did like the final scene with him, though, in that moment when his cap comes off and they reveal that mess of gray hair that he has. That was pretty awesome, I thought. That was a nice transition. 
because um, he looks totally different as soon as his hair comes loose. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I don't know. That, that, that's always a tricky one. The whole inv- invincible armor thing, um, it's, it, it, it sometimes it, it can be, I don't know. I, I I'm always torn on that one. Cause I, I feel like it's, it makes, sometimes it makes the villain like too in, impervious. Um, and, uh, and 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 sometimes you feel like you're just waiting for them to find the sweet spot um but uh so so i guess in this one at least we were kind of there wasn't really that aspect to it it was sort of quickly identified in that uh in that final battle but um but yeah i don't know and i like the i i I don't remember the character's name but i think in the credits they call him spinning blade the guy with the uh with the gunk hair yeah, the skunk hair guy. He's got like the tufts of of gray hair uh, where his sideburns would be. Uh, he's the one that has the bloody birds. I thought he was a fun character. I liked. I I, I don't know. Should we spoil the the reveal about him? No, okay. don't. All do right, it. I won't. I won't spoil it. It's hard to but talk. But I like about... that twist. Yeah, I thought Just that was alluded at the beginning that somebody blinded the blinded the abbot and how he becomes blind. So. Yeah, I li- that's all I'm saying. Yeah, I like how the, it, it was nice because I kind of forgot about the seed they planted, and then I was like, "Wait a second, you know." And it was nice to see it come up, at, you know, at the moment that it did. Um, I think there were a few things like that in the movie, uh, but uh, and I liked. The, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, definitely, when the um, when the young monk comes in to tell um, the blind monk and um, Carter Wong's character that there was a woman outside and he falls all over the sand that's in the pit. Obviously he wasn't a master, so he wasn't going to be able to maneuver the sand. So that was foreshadowing mm. to what was to come later. Yeah. There were a few, there were, there was quite a bit of foreshadowing too. the, uh, again, I don't want to give it away, but there's some dialogue that, uh, you know, one of the characters says something and I'm, and I remember when it happened, I was thinking, Oh, I wonder, I wonder if that's how, you know, if that's going to, uh, you know, mean something later, and it, it ended up meaning something. And I'm dancing around it because I don't want to give away too much. Uh, who Who is your favorite character in the movie? Hmm. Um. I like them all. I don't really have a favorite one in this one. I mean, okay. I think um, Feng Ping is a, a great female character. She's very um, strong. She's tough. And um, she makes a sacrifice later in the film. Um, and I liked how they really didn't try to hide the fact that she was a girl in this one. Yeah. You know how usually they have them dress like a man, but no one's supposed to know that they're a woman. But in this case, they didn't hide the fact that she was a girl at all. Yeah, that's true. Though, um, I guess maybe we missed something in those 15 minutes. But yeah, I think uh, it looked like they weren't really being, uh, they weren't playing that angle. Right. Um, I did like spinning blades. He was very um, cunning and um, manipulative with all the other bad guys around him. I wasn't expecting him to be the ultimate bad guy 
I thought the general was until we get to near the end. So that was a good plot twist. I really, and then I liked his, um, his weapon. That was my favorite weapon was mm. the bloody bird. So. Yeah. And I, I, I guess I think he was probably my favorite character. I really did like, uh, Shu Fung's character, Fung Ping. I thought, you know, like you said, she's like really, I don't know. She just is like a very sort of determined, uh, you know, no BS type character. Uh, and and I think I think Shu Feng pulls off those types of heroines really well, uh, and you know. But everybody was great. Carter Wong was outstanding, um, and uh, you know. Confusion I, I, I had with his character was the was when the monk said he wouldn't teach him the 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 last technique because of his anger and his other issues, and it was like, well, why is he so angry? You know, so that I needed that question to be answered, but I think that might have been cut out in some of the footage. Yeah, yeah, because he, and also I didn't really see a whole lot of anger. I, I, I think in, I either. Yeah, because I, I forget exactly what he said, but he said like he had to, like anger and impatience. There were like two things he wanted him to overcome, and uh, I, I, I didn't really see signs of it. But again, it might have been lost in those fifteen minutes. Uh, but it, yeah, I. It and and so it, it 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 would have been nice if it was a little more clear to me, you know how that was playing out in the course of the movie with him, so that by the time he gets to the end, I sort of said, ah, he clearly has overcome those two things, and now he's ready for the scroll. Um, but uh, but I did also like that they wouldn't give it to him right away. I thought that was an I I did I, you know, I, that the because it it. And, and it made sense based on what you later find out, you know, why the abbot wouldn't even trust him. Um, so I thought, you know, I, th I thought that was, that was, uh, uh, you know, a good part of the movie. Another confusing part for me was in the final scenes when it was alluding to the, the last technique, they kept flashing back to certain, I guess they were um, maybe engravings on the wall or pictures on walls or something that we'd never seen before. Or at least I didn't realize if we had seen them in the beginning of the movie or not. You know, the pictures of the different stances of the final movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I and I'm like, were we supposed to notice this somewhere else in the movie? Because I totally did not see that anywhere else. Yeah. I, all I remember in, earlier in the movie was the Buddha statues where he has the hand down. Do you know what I mean? Like he has like one hand down and I think the other hand is either up or at his waist, but that's all I really remember. Um, I did think it was a cool juxtaposition when they were flashing those for each technique, but, right. but yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't know what each one was and I, I, I kind of agree with you. I think it felt like they were, they were alluding to something that we were supposed to have seen, but, but we just don't know cause we don't, you know, we don't know if we have the proper running time or not. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that, but I, I did think that final moment in the film was pretty cool. Uh, I liked I liked the uh, I liked the way the Abbot, you know, revealed the uh, the final technique. And, yes, uh, not just by handing him a scroll, but yeah. that was awesome. I, I thought, that, yeah, I thought that was pretty good. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't know, but but uh, you know, and again, it's a it's a it was a pretty serious movie. I don't remember there being a whole lot of humor in it or any of that. It, it was very sort of. Any humor. 
yeah, it was very sort of straight to business, you know, wuxia martial arts type film. Um, and, uh, you know, it had, it had, a, you know, and it had a lot of other cool moments too. There was the whole caravan scene where they get a tip that the prisoners are going to be moving from point A to point B and they decide okay. to. For such a smart woman, why did she not think that, that could have been a trap? Yeah, that was that was a little bit silly. I thought um, I, I figured they would have, you know, maybe been aware of that. Uh, would have made better precautions and maybe yeah. only gone for the one prisoner that they wanted instead of trying to free them all. But I did think that their uh, their strategy or their tactic that they chose was very very effective and you know interesting. Um, but yeah, that, that, that bit, I, I kind of wondered about myself. Um, and, uh, but, but yeah, I don't know. It, uh, you know, I, I really enjoyed that fight sequence. Um, and I liked the bit with the three coffins. I thought that was okay, pretty cool. Coffins was pretty cool. Yeah. I always like, I mean, coffins are pretty standard in a lot of these movies, but I, I just can't get enough of how versatile coffins are in Wuxia films. They're used for for so many like i've seen so many different uses of coffins um and this is one of those kinds of movies where uh you know i was surprised how they tricked the guys with them and then uh you know delighted when they continued to make use of them uh but uh but yeah so i don't know and the villain i thought the villain the villain was i don't know he had more promise at the beginning and i wasn't quite as enthralled with him by the end um, but maybe that's because he was kind of vying for screen time with Spinning Blade. And so, you know, I like Spinning Blade plenty. But uh, but the villain, like, when he first shows up, he, like, kicks the toady. And, you know, I thought that was pretty pretty humorous. But then we didn't get any more moments like that, I felt. Um, so I guess that was one other part of the film that I, I thought maybe could have been stronger. Was I could have used a better villain. Um well, more active villain, I guess. Yeah, and again, I, I you know I hate to keep saying this, but maybe those fifteen minutes had some, you know, had some goodness that I I didn't know about. So I don't I don't want to like bring the hammer down on any of these things without knowing what's in those fifteen minutes. Um, I would have liked to see more of when he was um, showing spinning blades, his invincibility. I would have liked to see more moves from him in that scene. Instead of just the moving of the shoulders to duck the, to duck the the bloody birds, I wish mm. he had used more technique. I guess. Yeah, I I would agree. Uh, but I I did like the whole conversation he had with uh with Spinning Blade, where Spinning Blade was trying to weasel out his weakness, and mm-hmm. uh and they had the and you know and I love when they have these conversations where the person can't just come out and say, well, I'm not going to tell you that because I don't trust you. They gotta they gotta like you know. They got to put some veneer of politeness over it, and so it was a it was a, an enjoyable exchange of dialogue. You know, that's the Chinese culture; is they're always polite about everything. Well, that's what makes these films so exciting because you can have this scene where you have four characters in a room, and in another movie they might just start screaming at each other or uh, or you know like stating very clearly what their goals are. But in a lot of these films, they have to sometimes be a little less clear about it and and it makes for some interesting dialogue sometimes so right and their politeness you don't know if it's genuine politeness or sometimes if it's sarcastic politeness that's hiding um their true feelings so you have to kind of figure out with their actions 
and with what they're saying, what's really going on, like reading between the lines. Yeah, yeah. There's a, and there's a, there's quite a bit of that in this movie, I thought, and uh, and a lot and a lot of like you know, uh, a lot of times people will say something and then you know a moment later something surprising happens that contradicts what they were saying, um, but uh, and again I don't want to give anything away, so I'm dancing around it, but but there's a scene with um with uh, Philip Coe that uh you know is sort of on that mark that I liked uh, and uh but yeah I don't know I think for me again this this movie just had so many other things in a wuxia film that I liked that I I didn't really care that it wasn't as clear as it could be or that I was a little bit confused or that things were uh kind of jumping around a little bit I I just you know every moment that there was something going on on screen I was engaged so uh so it just, you know, uh, managed to pull me in. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I think, I don't know if I really have a whole lot more to say about the movie. I, uh, it's, it's, it was only an hour and 13 minutes. So, uh, not, there wasn't a whole lot to chew on, but I, I had fun. I had fun. I had fun also. I enjoyed this movie. I'm, I agree with what you said, even though we might not have gotten the full, runtime of the movie we we did get a fun movie that was full of action and there was plot twisting and turning and there were cool weapons and awesome fight scenes i think it was really a really good movie for as short as it was yeah i mean i had a it's funny too because normally when we do these things usually we watch movies that are like an hour and 30 minutes or longer if it's cheng che film it could be getting close to two hours and uh and and we usually watch them more than once because we want to talk about them. And so uh, one of the one of the I guess one of the nice things about it only being an hour and thirteen minutes is it was very easy to fit into my schedule to uh, to to watch it multiple times before before the discussion. Um, but but I just found you know I was I was uh, I was enjoying myself the whole time. And and again this is the first time I saw it, so it was sort of my initial reaction. Uh, I I definitely found. That I, if there is a longer version, I'd like to track it down because I'd like to know what I might have been missing, um, and uh, you know, hopefully it's all good and, and they didn't they didn't just cut out the stuff that was that, <laughs> that wasn't fun. Um, but uh, but yeah, so uh, I I I mean, it, it, and again, it's not like I, I wouldn't it, the movie. I think it could have been better. I thought there were things that I that I you know would have improved upon, but I, I still had fun. Upon, I'm sorry. What would you have improved upon? Well, the, the music, number one. I really wanted more. And there were flashes of it, but I just wanted more music. And uh, I think, and again, it's hard to say without um, without knowing what's in those 15 minutes that we might have missed. But a little less confusing. Um, you know, I, I, there, were, there, I, there were some things I could have used some clarity on. Uh, but mainly the music. The music was the thing that, especially when there was that scene. When we get off of uh of doing the discussion you should uh you should go and check the scene that i'm talking about because there's this one moment where they 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 have this really weird music that plays during the i'll just call it the candelabra scene for right now and 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 i was like wow that was interesting and then it was gone <laughs> and so i i don't know i just wish there was a little bit more of that i don't think i mean not every movie is going to have that that kind of music and have music throughout but i just find that really goes so well with this kind of film and so i think this is this is the kind of movie that could be made way better with the right music um so but i still you know i had i, I enjoyed myself so 
It's not and really. I agree with, with the music because the music usually sets the mood for me mm-hmm. and bring my emotions into it. And I think that's probably what I was missing was I like the movie, but I didn't have like a strong emotional connection to it. Like I wasn't like overexcitedly happy or mm. overexcitedly sad or whatever. Um, and I think you're right. The music was missing. I didn't even notice that there was any music. That's how little yeah. music there was. Yeah. And I mean, I think there was incidental music, but I don't remember anything in particular except for that moment. That's the, I mean, I know I heard music earlier. I'm pretty sure if I didn't, that would be, I guess that would be stunning if they had no music the whole movie up until that point. Maybe, maybe that's an accomplishment on its own, but um, I'm pretty sure there was here and there some music that just didn't land with me or didn't resonate. But that, that one scene when that happened, I was like, wow, you know, I really would like to hear more stuff like that in this film. And, uh, and I, th- I, I think it would have added a lot. I think it would have given the movie an anchor that, that it uh, could have benefited from because I thought it was a fine movie. It was a great movie, but, uh, but the, you know, I think there was that all of the emotion. I mean, it wasn't that I, I felt emotions while I was watching the movie, but the, I, I feel like all of the emotion that you felt was coming from the action, from the characters, from the dialogue. And, and normally I feel like you get a little bit of something from the music too. And, and it really can add a lot. And so, uh, you know, that's one of the reasons why I think Cheng Che movies are so great is because the music oh. selection is, is so on point often, you know? Um, I don't think that in any of his films where the music detracts from any of the scenes, they always hook me. Yeah. That usually have some kind of serious emotional reaction to things. So so yeah so I would have liked a little bit a little bit more of that um, it, uh, but I mean again it, you know it's a fine a fine movie I, I had fun I, I didn't really have any complaints except for the music part um, but I think music is important uh, and and I can understand why they might not have had it you know what I mean there's a, or why they might not have had music that that was uh, that, that wowed me um, but I just thought it was weird that there was that one moment where I heard the music and I was like wow this is fabulous then it was just gone so it almost felt like they were doing it intentionally. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, like it was a choice. Uh, but, but I don't know. I don't know. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I guess, uh, you know, it's, uh, the name of the movie is, uh, is Shaolin Kung Fu Mystagogue. It's, it was made in 1976 and it is available on Amazon prime. The version they have up there is the one that we saw, which is only an hour and 13 minutes. And we're both pretty certain that there is a, a longer version out there. Uh, not a hundred percent certain, but but quite quite close to a hundred percent certain. So, um, so just keep that in mind if you if you choose to watch it. Uh, but did did you have any parting thoughts before we uh, end the episode? I think everyone should watch it once. It's a good movie. Uh, I would agree. I would agree. Check it out, and you know, the, uh, it's uh, it's only an hour and thirteen minutes. So what have you got to lose? Uh, it's really a short movie. Uh, so so we'll be back on next week uh we don't know what we're gonna watch yet we'll we'll, we'll talk about it after the episode and, and and decide but um uh but we should be back next week and i'm also gonna do a um uh earlier next week i'll be doing something on uh clan of the white lotus uh, <gasps> oh maybe well hold on let me uh 
let me not set that in stone because I, I, Lady Chao Fung reacted and maybe maybe she will want to be involved in the discussion. So, uh, um, but but I, I'm I'm planning on on doing something on on Clan of the White Lotus, and uh, and yeah. So until then, we'll uh, we'll talk to you later.